You must quit your job. You must quit your job. Quit your fucking job. Quit your job. Quit your job. Please quit your job. So, here's what I'm saying. Uh, I have spent 30 years working in psych and education. uh, And I can tell you in that period of time, I have seen so much abuse, so much mistreatment. um, And that, and not, not just, you know, the worst, worst is the treatment of students, of, you know, of of, uh, patients. Um, I've seen teachers take take a child one of those old school like seats uh, with the chair stuck, you know, the old school like school desk with the with the desk stuck to the chair, and just push kids over on those. Uh, watch another teacher push a kid to the ground and hit him with a broom. I have uh, had a teacher one time, uh, and I'll point out that they were white working in a mostly black school, which is, you know, part of the problem here overall, and they went around the classroom and they asked all the kids to uh, raise their hand and stand up and if they, if they did their homework. And if they didn't do their homework, they'd get to sit down. And then the teacher said to the class, hey everybody, the kids that are sitting down are the kids that parents don't care about them. I've reported more, I've had to call Childline so many times. Uh, and my, my point here is, I've worked 30 years in that field that not only was horrible to the people that they served, but were horrible to the workers and myself especially. I had a workplace make up uh, a fake abuse um, that I, you know, a a fake abuse charge to to get rid of me. I had another place uh, who made up... uh, a very a, a, a legal thing they said I had done to another another coworker to get me out. Um, I've left my last three jobs cursing out the CEO. I mean, it, it takes about two and a half years to get there, but I, I I I'm like I'm done. Like I mean, one one thing I think about a lot. You'll watch an interview with an actor, and they'll say, or a musician that's famous, whatever, or not famous, and they'll ask them, "Oh, why did you, you know? Why did you go into acting?" They're like, "I couldn't do anything else." Here I am, right now in my life. I'm very happy. I've been a teacher for two and a half years full time. Before that, um, two and a half years full time as a teacher, but in a in a psych hospital. And um, and then going back further, I've spent my life really doing a lot of things I love, but having to work full time as well. I ran music. I ran a music uh, music show. You know, I ran. I ran. Um, I had a f- three friends in the nineties who died because they didn't have insurance, and I uh, it, it broke me as a as a human being. I, I just I, I didn't know what to do. So I started doing shows in in West Philadelphia around 2000 because I wanted to be able to uh, build a community that I could 
that, I, that if I needed to do a benefit, I could raise some money. And over the years of doing that work, I probably raised about $15,000 for people. Um, but it's insane. It's insane, like, you start thinking about insurance in terms of work, it's insane that if you don't buy in to a full-time job, that you don't get to live, really. I mean, you can buy outside insurance, but I don't know. People don't really get that, or, I guess. Uh, or it's super expensive. So, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of my life living, you know, doing this work that I fucking hated um, so I could live and have insurance. But also, I took, I had certain jobs that I knew I didn't have to do a, a ton of work because I was doing other work. Because I had, you know, I had a theater company for eight or nine years. Um, I did a production of Rent and Avenue Q with teenagers as a... Um, educational project I I few of us started the theater company before, years before that doing our own show we did a March of falsettos this is which is a you know um, part of the falsetto uh, it's William Finn show it was presented as falsetto falsettos um, there's three parts to it whatever look it up uh, and I'm sitting here now having had to leave another job and when I say had to leave, you know, uh, I, I can't legally talk about it because of something I had signed, which is insane. But I'm talking about it, but I'm not being clear about it because I don't want to get sued. Point is, I, I've i done mushrooms for uh, therapeutic value. And the last time I did those, I, I, forgot, I kind of forgot I was not a... Uh, small rainbow gathering and kind of whatever did my thing and then when I came out of it I was just like I'm done I was I was like I'm done working for people that don't care if I live or die when I was at the, the psych hospital I had to leave because COVID started and it was very clear to me that they did not give a fuck if we died and you know you could like pay me shit you can overwork me you can mistreat me to a certain extent it can't kill me. I remember, like, one just having this realization one day. I'm like, uh, you know, you can't kill me. Like, I, I had to think about those words deeply. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, you know, my boundary, my boundary is you can't kill me. I mean, did you really? Does anyone really ever expect to have to have a boundary of you can't kill me at, at work? Oh, sorry. Yes, Jim, can you take care of the? Uh, this work, yes, but just a reminder, you can't kill me. And not to mention that, I mean, I identify as special, you know, I, I grew up in special ed, I have dyslexia, super ADD, um, I'm somewhere on the spectrum, there's too many things about my brain that work in ways that, that you know, that's that's there, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm in there. Um, and even as a kid, I mean, as a student, I had so much trauma. And so, I, you know, I wanted to be in that field because I wanted to be the person who could take care of other kids getting that shit. And I wanted to be there. But in all those environments, they were so toxic to, to the, the folks I was working with, not to mention myself, that I, um, it would be too much. It would be after about 200 years, I would, you know, I, I, would, I would lose it because I couldn't, you know, it was, it, I was watching kids be traumatized and I couldn't, t I couldn't see that for too long. I had my own trauma, and to a certain point, I could like let it go to take care of the, pe the you know, people I was working with. I kind of figured like, 
at least if I'm there, I'll take care of them. So some of these places were horrible, but because I was there, I felt like I could take care of it. But like, it, it got too much. And, you know, I reported a lot of people for things. If I saw something that wasn't, you know, I mean, literally like staff harming children, I, I, I would report it. And eventually you, instead of them doing anything about it, they just get rid of you. And this is what I want to get into real quick is, is one of the things I've seen, especially in Philadelphia, is that um, I'm going to use this term, the, the term under, un, uh, fuck. Um, I'm just going to say that uh, underserved communities. It's a, it's a, I don't like that term, but, uh, and, and generally what I would see is because if, if, a kids, if kids were LGBTQIA or if kids of color um, and they happen to be uh, lower economic status, generally, generally kids I had to work with were in foster care. Um, they didn't have parent, parents that were, that had political power. They didn't have parents that knew how to fight the system so much. And the workplaces would exploit that. And they would not only exploit that, but they're making money off these people. There was one place I worked where I think they would charge, like they would bill like $300 a day and they would spend like a dollar of that maybe a day on the patients. But the bigger picture here is I've worked at places that I, I couldn't, I couldn't succeed. Um, I worked at places that were very clear that I was not welcome. Uh, and I, you know, when I kind of did my trip this summer, I was like, I'm just done. And I, uh, I tried to kind of leave a job and it didn't really work out at the time because I wasn't sure how to figure it out. Um, and also, you know, teaching opened up some doors for me in terms of, you know, the summer, I did a ton of photography. I realized I could actually make money at it. I did. I started this podcast. Um, we did about 20 some interviews and I was like the happiest I've ever been. Uh, at, my, at my other job, I was, I was made to feel unwelcome. I was bullied, uh, I, you know, and then the summer I was like, I was praised. You know, I was, and, and you know, I, I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm an empath, I'm a very sensitive person. If I'm in a positive environment, I'm a very positive person. If I'm being treated very well, I treat people very well. But the, but if I'm in a negative environment, it, just, it sucks my soul out. And um, and luckily, recently, I've had to leave my job, which puts me in a situation temporarily where I can work for myself full time, and I can't even tell you how far I've gotten. Um, and I'm not trying to brag, I'm just, I'm lucky. But if you follow the podcast, you realize like we're interviewing, I'm interviewing very famous people and I don't care about fame for its own sake, but these are people that are heroes of mine or, or people that I highly just think are amazing. Um, and so what I wanna say to you is, if I can say anything, if I was talking from my 52 year old, you know, person I am now to my 30, well, even to my 21 year old, or my 30 year old, I would say, don't work anywhere that isn't that doesn't make you feel welcome. Don't hang out with any people anywhere. Don't date any people. Don't talk to any people. If people don't make you feel welcome and, and invited, leave them. You know, if you have a job where you feel like you're not welcome, get out. Now I know it's not that easy. Um, we have responsibilities. We have bills. Uh, sometimes it's not safe to just jump out of a situation, and I get that. But I, I got to tell you, like. I've never had this level of success. And I'm not talking about money. Money money, money comes and goes. I'm talking about like for the first time, all the things I've ever thought about 
that were things I thought were bad about me are my strengths, are the reason I'm doing well. All the things that I felt like I got made fun of from other kids or got bullied by teachers or got bullied by coworkers. I can't even tell you how many fucking adults in the last 10 years of my employment that bullied the shit out of me at, at work. And, and, and also the, you know, the, the folks they serve, which is worse. The, the worst part about, I think, people at work doing that kind of shit, especially teachers to students, um, or even, you know, you're, you know, a boss to, to, a, to a worker, is that it teaches you when you go out in the world, it's not safe. You know, I thought about this as a kid. It's like they force you to go to school and they don't take care of you. And, and, they, and you get bullied and, and, and bullied by teachers. And it's like, it, it, you know, not only does it make you feel like there's injustice, but you, you go, once you have those experiences, the, the world is no longer safe. And I just think that's horrible. And I don't, I don't know, and I don't know what's going on in Philadelphia, but I can tell you over the 30 years, I've seen the worst kind of shit, mostly from corporate entities and some for for-profit entities. I worked for a for-profit mental health company and I don't even know what the, why the fuck I was there because the idea of somebody sitting there one day going, hmm, these people are going crazy, huh? How can we make money off of this thing? Now, there's a different story between how can we make money and take care of people, but the take care of people really should be along the lines of the same how do we make money, not not after. And I can tell you it's fucking after. Uh, I don't want to get too much more into this except for this to say that right now and in other times of my life when I've just done my own thing, I've been I've been good. I've been happy. I've been honored. I honor other people. I mean, right, again, I feel like in terms of our podcast, podcast is based on the 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 Vintage Daniels page, which again I've gotten very lucky with. Excuse me. Um, but something I've done there, I don't know what it is. Something I've done there is is making people feel good. It is is there's people I get to interview that are way way higher up than I am. I'm not, I don't, I'm not from Hollywood. I, I'm not in that world. I'm just a super fan that, that really likes to talk to people and, you know, share other people's artwork, share stories, especially with the vintage stuff like of the past and people that made it. I, I, I sometimes feel like with music, with art, with anything film, you know, we keep making new films and new music and they're all kind of derivative in some ways of the past, uh, not in the best ways. But yet, like, why? Why is there so much good shit out there that we have that we're like ignoring, and we're just keeping on going and making shit? It doesn't make any sense. It's like this idea that you know. I always thought about like um, our culture is set up that if we automate things, and the idea of automation, at least from like watching the Jetsons and shit from as a kid, was to give you more time to chill. But our culture is just so fucking dumb that it just gives you more shit to do. So. I'm getting a little sidetracked, but the point I wanted to say is do what you love. Figure it out. If you can work and do it, great. But my fear, and this has always been my fear, is what if you don't know how far you can go because you've never had the time to do it? And that's the question that has haunted me for years. And now I'm just like, so right now, I'm just fucking doing it. Um, I will also mention that we are, I'm trying to raise $20,000 because I don't have any money to do any of this shit. I, I don't get paid for it. I've 
put a lot of money out. I don't even care. I, I don't care. The stuff I love to do, I do. Um, my life totally changed, uh, I guess, around 10, 12 years ago when I started doing uh, my theater company and when I decided to make it an, educa an educational thing. And, I, and, and um, musical theater changed my life. And I wanted to really repay that. And I really wanted to repay that to uh, kids that wouldn't have access to it. So when I was in, I lived in West Philly, I connected with uh, the Rotunda. Gina is a hero of mine and it hooked me up so many times. We partnered and we did a production of Rent and Avenue Q over four years. And we went, reached out to, to um, we reached out to, to communities that didn't have theater. Um, and we didn't charge anybody. We just did it. We, I got enough money from them. And I loved it. I mean, it wasn't sustainable in the end of the day, but it changed my life because for the first time, I, I, I realized I wasn't lazy. I feel like, again, when you're a little different, when you're creative, when you're sensitive, when you're an empath, whatever you want to call it, you just get fucked with. You just get told you're horrible. And it was the first time in my life that I realized I had a really good work ethic because I never stopped working at that. No matter what came up, I kept going. And that is kind of where I'm at today is I just keep fuck. I just do it. Like, I, I, I feel like I can be a lazy person, but I work fucking hard. And I just want to encourage you to think about this stuff, to try to make some plans. To, you, don't, you don't want to live your whole life for other people. There's a great, I wish I could play it now. There's a great, um, if you look up Harry Chapin grandfather speech, there's this great, uh, Harry Chapin is one of my heroes, and I don't want to get too much into it, but uh, you know, famous musician who wrote Taxi, Cats in the Cradle. Half of his concerts he did every year were a benefit for a hunger organization that he put on. And very generous person. Um, and he tells a story about his grandfather, who was a painter, and he is, you know, he's talking to his grandfather, and I, you know, um, I don't want to, I don't want to say much more than that. I don't, I don't, I don't want to ruin it, but it really is about living your own life. I, I understand that parent, you know, if you're a parent, you have responsibilities. Um, I understand, you know, if you're in a, situ a relationship where maybe it's not safe, you leaving couldn't might not be safe, but make a plan. Start to look. Have the life you want. I can just I always want to tell you for me. I've never been so happy and successful in my whole fucking life. And I'm not talking again about money. I'm just saying like, I'm living my life. I don't have to, I, I can just be me. I used to feel, the tricky thing about having my job was I feel like I'd be me in the weekends or the summer and then I'd go back to there and I'd be somebody else. And I didn't like that other person because I wasn't being treated well and I was just anxious and angry. And I'm out of that and I'm doing this, I'm doing this podcast stuff and I don't expect to make money at the podcast I just want it to pay for itself what I'm really banking on is connecting my photography which I've gotten really fucking good at again I'm not one to just be like look I'm awesome but I, I am a very fucking good photographer very creative I've done it I've done it for I don't even think about it I never thought about it I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and got really good I never really set a plan I want to be a great photographer I just fucking shot and then shot and then shot more and then I got hooked and then I kept shooting and shooting and shooting so I think that's where I'm trying to get, connect the money. I feel like if I'm in certain worlds, if they're elevated, if I'm w around people that, you know, I, I, that's where the money can come. Um, so again, mantra here. If you are in something, a relationship, a friendship, a workplace, and those people don't make you feel welcome, 
let alone make you feel like shit, it's just going to tear at your fucking life. And at some point, before it's too late, you're going to get used to it. And that's, that's, where, that's where it gets tricky. And for the first time in my life, I'm fully out of it and I'm living my own fucking life. And, and, I've, I'm, and, and everything is going super well. And the universe, in, in so many fucking ways, is telling me you're on the right track. I can't even tell you the amount of, I'll say it's coincidence, but it's more than that. I can't even tell you the amount of people I've interviewed that had connections to somebody else. Like all these, everything I've done almost is, it's just like, it feels like the universe is saying, cool, great. Almost to a point now where it's a little too much, where I'm like, okay, universe, like I get it. But, you know, and I think that's what I, what I mean about openness is me at work was closed. Me at, me at home doing the work I love is open to me. And because I'm open, I'm seeing the, these connections. I'm seeing, I'm, I'm understanding that the universe is telling me, go, Rich, <laughs> go, you know? And if you're not in that space, you don't see it. And I'm going to re re reiterate one more point. I know I'm talking in circles. Is again, you if you don't commit to something that you love, that you know are good at, especially after you've like repeatedly been fired or had to quit for fucking... I mean, I, I can't tell you how many jobs I've had that I've had to leave. Um, the, you know, and, and again, and then I just go back. It's like, oh, oh, well, I guess I'll do this again, and it'll be fine next time. It's not. It's never gonna be fine. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's making it. It's you dedicating your fucking time and life force to make other people money, who are just such dicks that they also have to be shitty to you at the same time. So if you can. Start on a path to do your own shit. I'm going to start doing some coaching for other people. Um, you know, uh, I'm open to doing like a free consult, but it's something I feel like I could get paid for. That being said, um, I'm looking to get some grants through, uh, you know, through the, through the general work. And, you know, I don't know. If you got nothing, I'll hook you up. If you got money, you'll, you'll give me something. And I'm, I'm really good at being able to figure out people's, like, how to do things and how to get people somewhere. And it's for my own life. Um, so, yeah, that's it. That's my message. Uh, thank you.